Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America Babylon and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. everybody welcome aboard we've got evangelist joseph ferrara coming to you from fort st lucie port st lucie excuse me florida i don't know if there's a fort there or not but i know there's a port <laughs> and, yes uh, there is okay and um we are excited to be here with you my friend you want to open us in prayer the mic is yours sure thank you Thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you for Shannon Davis and his family. Bless them today, Lord. Meet all their needs according to your riches and glory in Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that someday we'll stand before you and you will give us our rewards. And, Lord, we will have many, many, many stones in our crowns. And, Lord, you will give us the the, uh, stones and the uh, reward of the soul winner, Lord, that it says in Daniel, and that we will shine forever in eternity. And everybody will know that we were soul winners, Lord. So we pray for souls. Lord, we pray today before we went on the air that you would draw many people to listen, Lord, to this ministry, Omega Man, at 11 o'clock, Lord, and for the rest of the day, that many souls would come through this voice, oh, Lord God. You know, this is our calling, is to bring salvation to mankind. And we thank you, Lord, for today. We thank you that this is the day that you have made. We thank you, Lord, for Ukraine. We pray that you will bless uh Ukraine, according to your will, Lord, that you will send uh, your army there to do your work. Jesus, we pray for Ukraine, that you hover over there today, O Lord God, and we pray for the United States of America for revival, Lord, from all the leaders, it says, in Timothy, to pray and intercede for all those in authority, and we pray and intercede today 
for all people in authority in the government, Lord, and in the church of Jesus Christ, that you will uh, bring revival uh, to us, O Lord God, that we might shine real, real bright like fire, Lord, because we are the lights of the world now. Jesus, that's what you said. You said that you were the light of the world, but now you're the light of the world because I go to be with my Father. So, Lord, greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. We invite the Holy Spirit, who is God, to bless this ministry now. Anoint us as we unify in prayer, Lord, for your blessing, that you command the blessing, and that you will just pour out fresh oil upon us today to do your work, Lord, and that the Holy Spirit will come upon us and unction us and anoint us with power to do your work today as we touch and agree in prayer. Lord, you command the blessing. Do that today, Lord. We pray for the orphans all over the world. And one place that we do support is Mozambique, one of the worst places on the map, Lord. A very poor area. People are starving and people are very thirsty. They don't even have water to drink. We pray, Father, that you will pour out your spirit and continue to send laborers into Mozambique, Lord God, to do your bidding, Lord, and to win those orphans. Lord, there's thousands of them, Lord God. We pray, Lord, that you will protect them. We pray that you will send your angels. We pray that we cover them with the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, Mozambique, Father, and Africa and other nations of the world where our missionaries have gone, Father God, and the, and the very needy areas of the world, Father God. We pray today for those orphans. We pray for the widows, Lord, that you will support them in the church and bring help for them, Father. And every ministry today that you bless today that communicates Lord, with a lost and dying world, we pray that you anoint it. We thank you today, Lord, for your word that goes forth. We thank you for the people that will listen today. We pray that you anoint their hearts, Lord, that you mantle their hearts with the anointing of the Holy Spirit to hear the word of God today, Lord. And we come to you today in Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 124 says, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, how may Israel say? If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who hath made heaven and earth. Lord, bless the reading of your word. Where can I go? 
Where can I go? Where can I go but to the Lord? Where can I go? Where can I go? Where can I go but to the Lord? Where can I go? Oh, where could I go? Where can I go? But to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Well, there's somewhere where you can go today. Everybody that's listening that does not know the Lord, you can come to the Lord today because the Lord is speaking today to you through his word, and he's asking you to come. Actually, it's a command to come to the Lord. It's a command to come to salvation. And he commands us to repent of our sins and to receive the work that his son Jesus Christ did for all mankind on the cross. So after we become Christians, here's what Jesus is saying to a multitude of people in Luke chapter 14, 25. Luke chapter 14, 25 says, And there went great multitude, and there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, There was a big multitude of people listening to his message. The whole chapter of Luke 14 you can read, but we get down to the nitty-gritty where he turns around to the people and says to them, you're all following me, but there is a cost. There is a cost to be my disciple. And he says, and there went great multitude with him, he turned and said unto them, if any man come to me, and hate not his father and mother and wife, and children and brethren, and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Now, Jesus surely is not telling us to hate our mother and father and our sisters and brothers and relatives, because that would be totally against the love of God, because the Word of God says that we are to love to love the Lord with all our heart, and to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. These are the two great commandments that the prophets and the Lord has hung from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation. So this is part of the foundation of the Christian faith. What he is saying here is loyalty, that our loyalty as Christians must first be to Jesus Christ no matter what he asks us to do. And that is what he is saying here. That we will not put them before God. 
And that's what a disciple is. If a disciple does that, he can't do God's work. So that's what he's laying down here where it costs, where it costs us uh, for our loved ones and uh, for our relatives that we cannot make them more important in the eyes of God and in the eyes of man than Jesus Christ. Because that is not what a disciple does. A disciple gives up everything to follow Jesus. So God deals with our heart when we come to Jesus Christ, and he shows us uh, this truth here. And then it goes on to say in verse uh, 27, Whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? Lest happily, after he had laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold, it began to mock him. Well, so this is talking about, I believe here, Jesus is saying that many people can quit in the middle of what they're doing and just give up and say, I can't do it. Well, God says you can do it by grace. None of us can do this. It's by his grace. We were saved by grace, and the Lord says in the book of Timothy to be strong in the grace of God. So that means to be a soldier and to be a warrior. So we are soldiers in the army of God, and we can do this. We are not to give up. We are not to quit. We are not to say it's too hard. And if we just look at a natural army, that men that counted the cost, for us right here in the United States and other nations that we just uh, celebrated Memorial Day and we remember all those that laid it all down for us so that we could have freedom. The freedoms that the American flag speaks for are freedom and liberty and that's what we have spiritually in Jesus Christ. In Luke chapter 4, 18, he came to set the captive free. So if you look at that and how many men laid down and women and gave their lives uh, for us, that uh, you look at that and say, well, that looks like the Christian life because Jesus said the greatest thing that any man can do is to lay his life down for someone. And that's exactly what Jesus did for us and the human race. Without him, there would be no salvation. Without him... We would not go to heaven. That is the cost that Jesus paid. Is there not a cost? It says in the Bible. So he goes on to say, lest saying this man began to build and was not able to finish it. You can finish your race, Christians. Even if you stumble, and scrape your knees and fall, Jesus will pick you up and he will carry you to what you got to do for him. Then you will learn your lessons on why he had to carry you. And then when things come around, you'll be stronger in the faith. You will learn from that and you will walk in faith and you'll say, I can do this. I can be a conqueror because I've been this way before. 
and now I have strength in the Lord in the power of his might. So what king goeth to make war? All right, here we are now. Here's the word, war. So Jesus uses war here for discipleship. And we are in a spiritual war. The Bible teaches that we have an adversary. In the book of Peter, it says that our adversary goes about seeking whom he may devour. He's like a lion, like a lion. But we have to remember that Jesus Christ conquered him at the cross. He is a defeated foe. But we have to continue to believe that and to walk in that faith in the cross and to conquer and to take hold and occupy till he comes back because he gave us gifts and talents and the anointing, who he calls, that's who he anoints. And then he calls us to do these great works that we do by faith and obedience by the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, just like in an army, God gives them, uh, or they have artillery, they have tanks, they have uh, other things that uh, they use in warfare, you know, that is very powerful besides using a weapon, a rifle, or a machine gun. They have other artillery that uh, go out and uh, take care of the enemy in a long distance or even a short, short distance. So uh, the main point here that Jesus is making is a disciple is in a war because you have an adversary. Jesus already defeated him his adversary, Satan. Satan came against Jesus in heaven thousands of years ago, and he rebelled against the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He wanted to be like Jesus. He wanted to uh, be in heaven exalted like him, and he wanted to be worshipped because he was, uh, as the Bible teaches, he was the head of the worship in heaven and he had all the angels uh, worshiping God, and that was his uh, position in heaven, and he was beautiful, the most beautiful angel that God ever created, and that was his place, and he rebelled. He didn't want that anymore. He wanted to go against God, and he wanted to be like God. And so there was a war in heaven, and uh, God uh, kicked him out of heaven, and he's not in heaven anymore. He's in the second heaven. And uh, that's where he lives spiritually. And he has an army also. And he has demons. And he has an army to kill and destroy. The Bible teaches that he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's who uh, comes against us. And that's why we have the armor of God on. It teaches in the Bible in Ephesians 6 to put on the whole armor of God because you have armor on because you have an enemy. So this is Christians, all right? This is the armor for Christians as they fight this war 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Their enemy is Satan. So we that are saved were out there once. Well, what do you mean you were out there? Well, I was out there, uh, and all of us that are saved now, we were lost. So we were in the kingdom of darkness, and a lot of us didn't even know it. We didn't know it. We were going about our life, and uh, we were into sin, and that's the way we were because we were born in sin, and we were sinners. That's just what we did. And... uh, and then we heard the gospel, the good news, and when we made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, then we made a decision to follow him as a disciple. So now we're disciples, and so what are we supposed to do now as disciples? Uh, what is our calling? Well, every Christian has a calling to win souls. Every Christian can win souls. So that's why the Bible says that in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, And the Holy Spirit shall come upon you, and you shall receive power to be my witnesses. Now that word witnesses actually means to be a martyr. And so a martyr is actually to give their life for the gospel. So that's what we do. We gave it all up. We become uh, Christians. We become disciples. And we lay down our life, uh, Lord, what would you have us to do? And uh, what is our cross today? We pick up our cross. We follow him wherever he leads. We will follow and we will do his bidding. So we were all sinners, those that are saved right now and those that uh, are listening that are saved. We were all out there living in our sin and then... The Lord came to us, and we uh, said, yes, Lord, and we received him as our personal Savior and Lord. And that's what happened to Paul. In Paul, uh, it says in the chapter of 26, the 26th chapter of the book of Acts, it says in verse 14, when Paul is given his testimony to a king, and this is what he was called to do. He was called to also be a witness to kings. And when we were all fallen, in verse 14, to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. But rise and stand upon thy feet. For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both to these things which thou hast seen and of those things in which I will appear unto thee. So, uh, number one, a purpose. We all have a purpose in life, and as Christians we are called to be witnesses. Okay? Then we are called to be ministers of God's word. Okay, every Christian can minister God's word. And these things thou hast seen is the resurrection. So Paul has seen the risen Christ. Many people in those days did not believe in the resurrection. Like today, many people do not believe in the resurrection. 
So Jesus said, blessed are those that don't see, but yet believe. So that's us. We hear the word. We believe the word. We believe that Christ is risen by his word, and we receive Christ. And you must, you must do that as a Christian because you cannot enter into the kingdom of God unless you believe in the resurrection. So the Bible teaches that we're witnesses and uh, more things that God had to teach Paul. And you know that Paul wrote two-thirds in the New Testament, and most of the time he was uh, persecuted for his faith, and he wound up in jail, and that's where he wrote two-thirds in the New Testament. God says to Paul, I delivered thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. Now, this is what we preach, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. Now, all those people that do not believe Jesus Christ are in darkness. They're in the kingdom of God, darkness. This is what the Bible teaches. It's in the book Excuse me. <clears throat> it's in the book of Colossians. So that the Lord turns us from darkness into the glorious light. The light is Jesus Christ. The light is the kingdom of God. All right? So you got here to open your eyes. That's the way it is when you become a Christian. Your eyes, the scales of your eyes come off, and now you can see. That's why they say, once I was blind, but now I see. Using the blind man in the Bible when Jesus performed a miracle, and he couldn't see, but Jesus opened his eyes, and he could see, and that's the scales of his eyes, and his natural eyes he could see, but this is spiritual. See, when we're in the kingdom of darkness, we cannot see Jesus. We cannot get understanding of the truth, what the real truth is. And our eyes are closed to revelation. Our eyes are closed to the Holy Spirit unless God uh, gives us a revelation or unctions us and opens up our eyes to understanding. And then we say, once I was blind, but now I see. Now I see what life is all about. Why wasn't I born again sooner? Well, because it wasn't your time or because you were rebelling against God and rebelling against the message, that's why you weren't born again. So if you've heard the message many times, do not continue to close your eyes and your heart to God because it gets harder and harder and harder to hear the gospel and the Holy Spirit wooing you to Jesus. And sometime you might not hear it no more because you've had many chances. The Bible teaches that in the book of Proverbs. As we go to the book of Proverbs, we look at that, and, he, and I'm just going to paraphrase. We just say that uh, to whom has been reproved many times and has hardened his heart. So we know that that's what uh, sinners do that do not come to Christ. They harden their heart and their heart gets harder and harder, and uh, there's no remedy for them anymore because there comes a time when the, uh, he that often is reproved and hardened in his neck shall suddenly be destroyed, 
and that without remedy. You see that? So that's, those, those are warnings. Receive warning to all of you that have heard the gospel many times and have hardened yourself and you will not bend to the Lord. You harden your neck and you will be suddenly destroyed and that without remedy. So take that to heart. All of you that are listening right now, take that to heart. This is your time. This is your time. We're in the book of Acts right now. In the book of Acts, I was just reading what God told Paul in verse 18, Acts 26, 18, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan. You see, Satan has, he's the God of this world. He has power. And he's in the second heaven, and he's got people bound by unbelief and by deceit and lies and all his ways, and he has darkened their hearts and their minds by the things of this world. That's what the Bible teaches. That's what he tried to do to Jesus. And when he tempted Jesus, he said, if you fall down and worship me, I will give you all the glory of this world. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. You see, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, this is what Satan tempts many people with, and he has them bound. That's why they will not believe the gospel. That's what the Bible teaches. So many people don't even know that they are bound by the devil. If they're not born again, well, everybody says, well, I believe in God. Well, so does the devil. So does the devil. In order to believe in God the right way, you must be born again. Okay, you can't call God your father unless you have the son. John chapter 14 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Okay, if any man come unto me and believe not that I am the Savior of the world, right, and come to the Father in my name, you have to come to the Father before you can have the Son. And the Father draws us to the Son by the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, and then you become born again. Those who have the Son have the Father. So in order to say to your father, you have to have Jesus Christ. You have to be born again. Those that come to Jesus come by the father. Those that come to the father come by Jesus. You have to have both. So you must be born again, Jesus said. Many people believe in God. Many people even believe in Jesus. But they're not in the kingdom. They're not in the kingdom because Jesus said, you must be born again. Well, what does that mean? You must receive the spirit. You must be committed. You must repent of your sins. Everybody goes around saying, well, I believe in God and they're living in sin. Well, you know, if you truly have God in your life, after a while, you're not going to be living in sin. 
people are going to see a change in your life that you will not the same Joe anymore, that there's been a change in your life. And that's the power of the gospel. So the power of the gospel means that you are in the kingdom, that you have changed uh, your heart and you have given it to God. It's a commitment of your soul to Jesus Christ and that you belong to him. You no longer belong to yourself. You belong to him. It's just like in the army. When you go in the army, you make a vow or you make an oath. And they, you, you're standing in a room and somebody gets up and he reads it out of a book or a piece of paper. And you make an oath or, to the United States government. And now I am inducted in the United States government. And now I'm a soldier in the United States government. I belong to the government. I no longer belong to mommy and daddy anymore. They're not in charge of my life anymore. They're in charge of my life, the government. And I have to do what they say and go where they say to go. So that's the way it is when you come to the kingdom of God. Jesus said, you must be born again of the spirit. So this is what Jesus is instructing Paul, that we and Paul and we are to deliver the people from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. How can they receive forgiveness of sins without receiving Jesus and asking God to forgive them and repent? So that's the first thing that people must do when they come to Christ is to repent, to turn around. The same way Jesus turned around to the multitude and told them, if you want to be my disciple, these are the conditions. Well, if you want to be belong to Christ, this is the condition. These are the conditions to receive forgiveness of sins. You must turn from your sins. And turn to God. And then you have an inheritance. And then you are sanctified by faith that is in Jesus Christ. So that's what we're to tell people. That's what we're to preach be to people just as the Holy Spirit leads us when we are witnessing to people. This is, this is the instructions that Jesus Christ, the head of the church, gave to Paul to preach to the people. Paul was a sinner. Paul was destroying the church. Paul was having Christians killed, but yet the mercy of God turned to him to show us a pattern that God will have mercy on us. And I don't care how bad you think you are, that God would never receive me, I never went to church. I never did this. I never did that. God will never receive me. That's not true. Paul called himself the chiefest of sinners. In other words, I am the worst sinner that ever lived. That's what Paul said. He said, I am not worthy to become an apostle. I am not worthy. None of us are worthy. But because of God's grace and because of God's love, he saved us from the power of Satan. Now, all of you that do not have Jesus, you're in 
Satan's grip. He has dominion over you. That's what the Bible teaches, whether you believe it or not. So what do we preach? We preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. You see, this is the method of salvation. God made a method. And what is the method? The old rugged cross. That's where Jesus hung on that cross. That's where he suffered, the Bible teaches, in the epistle of John, for all humanity, every person, Jesus paid for their sins. He became sin that knew no sin. And he died on that cross. He became a perfect sacrifice unto God the Father for the souls of mankind. Jesus' blood was pure. Jesus' blood is able to wash you and make you clean of all your sins. That is the remedy. That is the way. That is the way to be clean before God. That is the way to be washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus already did it. Jesus already paid the price. Jesus already paid the debt that you owe. You owe a debt unto God, all you that do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and the debt is your sins. You have sinned against God. The Bible teaches in the Word of God, Romans 3, 23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All of us. There's none of us more better than the other, if you want to put it that way. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And what is God's way? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. See, all you people out there that you think that the cross is foolishness, why God went to the cross, where God himself went to the cross and paid for our sins, where the Son of God went to the cross and paid for our sins, and you think it's foolishness, well, you're going to stay lost if you don't believe. And you will be lost for all eternity. The only way for you to get right with God is right here. But unto us, that's you and me, that are born again and that have received Christ, which are saved, I am saved. I am saved 1980, January 1st. I got saved. I was lost for all those years. 30-something years, 32 years, I was lost. I was in my sins. I was a lost sinner. I was in bondage. I couldn't get out. I was in prison to my sins. Satan had dominion over me. But I had people praying for me. I had people preaching the gospel to me. I was listening to TV evangelists at the time, and God broke through into my heart, and the Holy Spirit called me to receive Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. He 
He convicted my heart. He showed me Jesus on the cross in the spirit. I saw it. I felt it in my heart. I was under conviction by the power of the Holy Spirit, and I needed to come to God and get right with God. There was no more chances for me. This was the last call. And I came. I came to the cross. And that is the effect it took on my life. It changed me into the new man. The Bible says that if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Everything becomes new. This is the wisdom of God. This is the cross. This is what we preach. Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you on the cross. Jesus rose again from the dead. Jesus put his blood on the mercy seat in heaven. Do you believe that? Do you believe that, my friend? You have to put your faith in that and confess it. To be a Christian. I'm going to say a prayer. It's called the sinner's prayer. Many have said it. Millions actually have said this prayer. They're in heaven today. They're walking the face of the earth. They're walking with God in the spirit. They're serving the Lord and they're preaching the gospel. This is the good news. The bad news is all those that do not receive Christ, have to pay for their sins in hell. That's the bad news. That's the bad news. All those that have one foot in hell right now and one foot on the earth, God wants to deliver you now and save you and get you out of your predicament with Satan and the kingdom of darkness. You're in darkness, but I preach the light. I preach the light. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. He said it with his own mouth. I am the light of the world. And he's making us lights so we can preach here while he's in heaven. And that light goes into the atmosphere, into the environment, wherever you live, by the technology today that God gave mankind so that you can hear the gospel and you can be saved. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that a wonderful thing? Because it says in the word that knowledge shall increase in the last days. So I've given you knowledge that's in the Bible. We are to grow in wisdom and knowledge and understanding. So my understanding is that God loves you today. And God wants you to be saved. God wants you to come out of the kingdom of darkness. God wants you to come into his kingdom, into the kingdom of light. He wants you to be saved. He wants your name written in the Lamb's book of life. God has a purpose for you. I just read it. God has a plan for you with a good end, an expected end, it says in Jeremiah. So I'm going to say a prayer right now, and I'm asking you to pray this prayer with me. You have to say it from your heart. I cannot do that, but I can help you and lead you to salvation. You see, I just read that in the Bible. That's what we're to do.
to deliver you out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. The cross is the same cross that Paul preached, the same cross we preach. Jesus Christ was crucified for you. So I pray all those that want Jesus Christ and want to come into the kingdom of God, I'm going to say this prayer. I'm asking you to pray this prayer and receive Jesus as your personal Savior. Remember, you're saved by grace, not by your works, not by your goodness. It's by grace. Grace means unmerited favor to the lost sinner. God has given us unmerited favor to the lost so that we can be saved. Just say this prayer with me the best of your ability. I just feel to say it again. All of you that think that you're not worthy and that you have done things so bad against God that God will never accept you. That's not true. If you truly believe the prayer that you're going to say, sincerely, God will forgive you no matter what you've done. So just pray this prayer with me. Just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe the gospel. I believe the good news that I just heard coming from your word. And I want Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I am a sinner. I know I am a sinner. And I ask that you forgive me of all my sins, O oh Lord. I repent right now. I turn from my sins. And I turn unto you. And I'm willing to change. And I ask for your forgiveness now of all my sins and wash me clean with your precious blood. I believe that you died and I believe you rose again from the dead. I believe you're sitting on the right hand of the Father in heaven. I believe that. By faith, I confess that. And by faith, I stand before you, God. And I receive Jesus Christ into my heart as my personal Savior and my Lord. According to your word, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart. And I receive and believe everything I just said into my heart. And right now, I believe I am born again. My name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I'm fulfilling your words, O oh Lord. And right now, I just ask that you touch me and cleanse me by your blood and that you make me new. And my name is written in your book, the Lamb's Book of Life. I believe that by faith, and right now, if you don't have a Bible, get a Bible. A good place to start is in the book of John. And after you just experience this moment, these moments, these minutes, these 
hours that you will spend today with the Lord, pray to the Lord and ask him to guide and lead you to his church. A church where they're preaching the full gospel from Genesis to Revelation so that you can have a pastor and you can learn the word of God and you can also have a family in the faith and so that you can grow and that you can be a disciple and that you can do great things with the Holy Spirit. God loves you very much. And don't let anybody take what you did today from you. Because God has heard your prayer by faith. He has great things for you. Be blessed, I pray, Father, for healing in their lives, those that have confessed Christ today. I pray for deliverance for people that are in prison, Lord, that you set them free, according to Luke 4.18. You set the captive free, that you open their eyes wide to see, O oh Lord God, in the Spirit, that you baptize them with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And, Lord, that you call them and put them in your army, Lord, because there's a great harvest to be won, Lord, before you come back. We want to be ready for your return when you come back for your army, O oh Lord God, that will defeat the Antichrist, that will defeat all the enemies of God, O oh Lord, in Armageddon. We are being prepared. We are being prepared for battle. Father God, in these great days that are ahead of us, we take one day at a time and we seek ye first the kingdom of God and your righteousness. And all the things that we need will be added unto us. Remember whatever you ask God. In Jesus' name, according to John 14, Jesus said, whatever you need, ask in my name. When you pray, ask in my name, and God will help you whatever you need for ministry. That's what the Bible teaches. We love you, Lord. We love you. Where shall we go but to the Lord? And, Lord, we've come to you this morning. There's no other way, Lord. There's no other way for the human race. This is the only way. You gave it all, Lord. You laid down your life of the greatest sacrifice that you gave for us. And we give you all the glory today that you deserve for what you've done for us. We want you to know that we're very grateful for what you've done for us, O oh Lord. And what you continue to do for the human race as you pour out your spirit according to your word. Have a good life in Jesus Christ. Until next time, this is Pastor Joe and Joanne, my wife that helps me in the ministry, and we thank Shannon Davis and 
his family and all those that work with him, that we are very thankful for this opportunity today. As the door is open today, we go into the pastures of the Lord Jesus. We continue to follow the Lamb. We continue to follow the, the Good Shepherd as we go into green pastures and as he feeds our soul. Thank you, Lord. I pray that you bring healing today. Bring healing for the sick and afflicted. Those that are listening, Lord, mend them, Lord, make them whole, mentally, physically, and emotionally. You said if you pray, I will give you people to the uttermost parts of the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Powerful word today. Brother, what would you like to title this message for the archive? Yes, there is a war. Awesome. There is a war. Excellent. My friend, thank you so much for coming on today. It's an honor to be with you. And uh, we're going to, let's see, today's the ninth. We're going to see you uh, next Wednesday, 12 o'clock. Looking forward to it, my friend. Next Wednesday? Yes. We've got right. you on Wednesday the 14th at 12 noon. and um, Right. Have a great weekend out there, my friend. We love you. Uh, we love you too, Shannon. God Thank bless. You. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Okay. That's Brother Joseph Ferrara. Okay. Let's go get Dr. Daniel Daves on. Let me say this. We'll be right back. 